Hello and welcome to Straight Dude Date Night, a show where two straight dudes go on a date and they review it. My name is David Stallings and I am one of these straight dudes. And I am Ricky Rivera, the other straight dude. Today, we finally saw another sci-fi movie. It took forever for another one to come out, finally. Yeah. But here it is. We did it. We did it. We're here. Notice anything different? Notice anything different? Uh-huh. YouTube watchers, do you notice anything different? Audio listeners, notice anything different? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. audio listeners, what do you notice? Nothing. It, nothing has changed for you. It's nice. We painted the wall. And I put the panels up over here. I like, like this blue. This is nice. Yeah, would you believe the house came like this, bro? All the, nice. all the paint in this house is perfect. Or sorry, in my studio, in my office studio that I... In the pick- warehouse we purchased? Yeah, in the warehouse we purchased, uh-huh. far out off the off the beaten path. This is nice, yeah. Now we have a warehouse. Uh, mm-hmm. Address will be listed here if you want to send stuff to it. <laughs> Right, <kidding>. yep. <laughs> yeah, immediately docks our new location. Yeah, yeah we j- I j- not we... Well, I guess the studio moved. I just moved. And so now... We're recording here, and I think it looks really good so far. I feel far. like I moved, too. Yeah, you did. Because I'll be here every week, so. You will. It's a bit of a longer drive for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get bunk beds somewhere in the house so I could stay. But also, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Holy Isn't cow. Sleepovers. Okay, Dude. we get a bunk bed above here, and then the couch underneath, and then that's the new set, is my bed's above us. Oh my gosh, yes. That'd be awesome. That would be... Oh. <laughs> Dude, sleepover. <laughs> Sleepovers as an adult, that's the best. I think the I think the biggest transition for me though with this, other than being in a new house, is that uh we we're going to a new theater now. Yeah. A new one that's actually in between us. Still an AMC. Of course we're still on A list. We're not peasants. Wish we were sponsored. Mm Mm-hmm. Wish we were sponsored, but it's fine. They're still great. So that'll be the biggest transition that we actually have to go to the very popular mall up the road. Yeah. That's the that's the worst part. <laughs> so far, it's not bad. It's gonna suck in the holidays. That's the only time I'm dreading it. Yeah, that. But that's I've, only one of us has traffic on the way there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that said, that said, we saw a movie in Dolby yesterday, and there Ooh. were no lights kind of flickering in the Ooh, theater. Nice. Still, everything in the theater worked perfect. I love this theater's Dolby. It's great. It's perfect. It was good for the. I mean, this movie didn't really need Dolby, but it was fun. What are you talking? The Dolby was. Awesome. Oh, yeah. It elevated the experience. Mm-hmm. Would I have enjoyed it without Dolby? Yes. Probably. Yeah. Would I? But did I enjoy it more with Dolby? For By sure? the way, as we're talking, we saw The Creator. That's the sci-fi movie that yeah. we saw. Big new sci-fi movie. Very anticipated. I've always been, or not always, I think through this podcast, I've become more of an advocate for Dolby than I am for IMAX stuff. I think that the surround stand, surround stand, Surround sta- the surround sound, the surround sound experience, and like your chair actually moving with what's going on, I think that is way more impactful to the experience than IMAX. The majority of people don't notice that much of a difference with IMAX stuff, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, IMAX honestly, it's just a uh, projection quality thing because mm-hmm. they also have surround sound Dolby. It's just I think the Dolby theaters are way more bass heavy than IMAX yeah. is. IMAX, the problem with IMAX is um, people don't update their their surrounding settings. They don't adjust the room properly. I used to work at a theater. I used to be a projectionist. Yeah, you know this stuff. I do know this stuff. The the IMAX theaters are actually super nice. The problem is is most people don't care. I was told that there's only... Every AMC around us says that they can do IMAX. Every theater around Mm -hmm. us says that they can do IMAX. I was told... 
a few years ago that there's only a handful of theaters in Arizona that are like true IMAX locations though. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, uh there there's a certain space requirement for it. So like at, there's one uh where we used to live when we were younger, that mm-hmm. that one back in the day, yeah, that IMAX actually the theater is too small technically. That's why you'll notice IMAX theaters are huge because there's a certain space requirement that's like the niche spot for IMAX. Because every morning it calibrates the room. Whoa! Like every morning it just sends it. It takes like almost like an hour to calibrate. It just sends out like wave signals uh-huh. throughout the room and it bounces it off the walls, and then like nobody's allowed to be in there technically. While it's going, yeah, while it's going, because it can mess with the calibration of oh. it. So it's pretty cool. It's oh, pretty sweet to watch. That's cool. But there are only a few true IMAXs, and that's just because of the spacing. Um, sometimes they'll put way too many speakers. If your IMAX is ever way too loud, it's probably because your theater's too small. I didn't know this. I didn't yeah. know this. Yeah, because it's like they're trying to calibrate to the room to make it a good experience, but the problem is if it's too small or too tall or something, one of those things can mess it up. So okay, okay. Yeah, because the I'm yeah. Even though it calibrates every day, it doesn't necessarily make it perfect. It's trying its best in that space. Mm. But some movies are just super loud. Yeah. So. But I I've seen a sci-fi movie in Dolby. I mean, we saw uh, Avatar in Dolby as well. Yeah, that was awesome. And it's the sci-fi movies like this. It's so cool. Just oh my gosh! I tell everyone I recommend Dolby to everyone now after doing this yeah, podcast Dolby's with awesome. how much we've gone in Dolby now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Dolby's awesome. Th- this movie was for sure worth. Yeah, let me let me give a synopsis of this film, and we'll get into it. The creator. The creator. Worth look, the watch. look. We know September 29th to today apparently is the day for every movie to come out and every tv show is starting to happen now so we're glad that we chose the correct option of the creator not saw not paw patrol like i wanted not dumb money because we already saw it saw like i wanted (laughs) right right like we chose just the correct one so this is good yeah david David wanted paw patrol i wanted Saw. i did want we met we yeah we so we saw neither (laughs) yeah we saw neither and probably won't see (laughs) this was a good movie to watch this was a good movie. Yeah, you go ahead. You give your synopsis. Let I'll, me give I'll, this I'll, real I'll quick. Sidetracking. No, no. Your side. You you only take me down the right path. Uh so the creator. This is a sci-fi movie that takes place uh around 2060. The 2060s, 2070s ish is when it's based. Uh, the whole situation about it is that in this world, uh, humanity managed to make AI like really solid robots to help with living. And a whole bunch of stuff. And then they became more sentient throughout the process and apparently dropped a nuke on Los Angeles and sparked a huge decades long war. Or it's a decade at this point in the movie. There's a huge war that's spurred because of it. Big time skip to 10 years later. Yeah. And another time skip to five years later. Yeah. So over the well, I, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's fine. We don't have to go into it's all the, thing. yeah, it's there, a whole thing. There's a huge sense. war. Okay. We're trying to kill all of the, all of the robots because they nuked Los Angeles. Okay. And killed a million people. It's a horrifying moment in the movie. And when we say we, we really mean just we. In the USA, yeah. For some reason, the rest of the world's cool. With for that. some reason, they write into the movie that all of Asia is the AI nuked humanity, nuked a massive metro 
metro- metropolis yeah. in the U.S. and the rest of the world goes, well, that's your problem. Yeah. Here over here in Asia, we love them and we don't give, we don't care at all. Yeah. Weird thing to write into the movie. Honestly, it could happen. Uh, but uh, that said, to be honest, it. it yeah, yeah, that's the most realistic episode, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, it's, is us getting way too over ambitious with AI, trying to m- empower it too much, mm-hmm. as to where the rest of the world went. Well, that was dumb, wasn't it? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Look, when the AI, when the robots start developing feelings, and then you don't, and you stop treating them that well, don't you deserve to have the nuke dropped on you? Yeah, that the AI thinks so. It's like. It's like Age of Ultron, if you remember that movie at all, where they create the AI and then in a moment's notice, he learns about everything on the internet and then draws the conclusion immediately that the only way to achieve world peace is to kill everyone. It's like, okay, yeah. Easy solution. That's an option. It would achieve world peace. No one will be there. That's an option. Easy solution in my mind. All right, that's the back. That's the backdrop of this movie. There's a huge war going on, uh, during which, at later on, the war is turning in the favor of humanity significantly, with them pouring trillions of dollars into a huge super weapon called Nomad, which is really cool looking space satellite that can strike anything and immediately. It's insane. Very cool concept. Uh, meanwhile, there is an undercovers, uh, undercover soldier named Joshua, who he is living amongst the AI, uh, trying to help find a the person building a super weapon for the AI uh, named Nermada, which means creator. Mm-hmm. Uh, during this, his cover gets blown, and he actually married the person as part of his uh as part of his undercover op and then loses her uh and their kid goes too deep goes too deep whole thing that's when we have a time skip five years later joshua has been asked the the military has realized that nirmada has created the super weapon which will destroy nomad and if that happens the war is going to turn in the favor of the ai and joshua knows the area where nirmada and the weapon are are supposedly located and so he is asked to go in by all and they convince him by showing him that the woman he was in love with and married to apparently is still alive and they show footage of that uh this spurs the entire movie where joshua goes back to asia manages to find the super weapon uh which is a child ai like an actual a, a growing ai that is able to remotely control all the electronics around him. Yep. Uh, From embryo to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. Crazy idea. Uh, through this, he gets separated from his team uh, and is perceived to be a traitor and div- starts to understand more about the child, what it can do, and in that process decides... He his own I love I love this character. His only goal is to find uh his wife. Mm-hmm. And he believes that the kid knows where his wife is, which yep. is the only reason he's trying to protect him. And so he's like, Okay, we'll go to all the AI people and we'll survive there. You need to tell me where this where my wife is. That's the entire driving force for the movie. Which leads to the ultimate conclusion of him eventually connecting with the child 
and making the decision to help him destroy Nomad. There's so much that happens in between on that. Um, I I, kind of don't want to give away some of the spoilers on, like, what he actually finds and everything. Yeah. Because I think this was a really... This was a really original movie that I was kind of... Was a little blown away by I I was I was really I thought it was super fun yeah to kind of go into it, I think the storyline for this movie was a great concept mm-hmm. and they had a lot of really good theories going it's just there are some moments that don't feel like the theory was dived into too deep yeah you know like the the whole uh, how we get to like this this movie got me excited and I hope there are more because I want to know what drove us to the point where a nuke got dropped in LA? Because they don't really cover that. That kind yeah. of was covered in like a like a quick little thing at the intro where it's like AI, it's coming around. AI, oh, oh, oh it's throwing rocks back at the people. <laughs> right. Uh oh, it's revolting. Yep. Oh, nuke. Mm-hmm. Like we went from we went from the point you know where AI cops are like throwing rocks back at protesters mm-hmm. to there is a nuke. Yeah. Like, I don't know how we got from that A to Z, but which it, it gets mentioned one time that by an AI where he goes that the spoiler, new spoiler spoiler yeah spo- I mean we're gonna spoil spoiler, so much yeah. I'm trying I'm gonna try and like I'm not gonna I'm gonna try not to spoil stuff that I think is like where like the really cool lead yeah, ups spoilers hey. I might I'm not going to uh, <laughs> one guy but one guy said he's like well you know that the nuke dropping was a a code error. Right, mm-hmm. and part of me was like, I don't believe this guy, because at, at that moment Joshua was in prison, mm-hmm. and this guy. It seemed like that was them trying to convince Joshua to help. Where I I don't because the whole part of this movie ended up being for me. You were confused a bit on who to support, and they were. It felt like you were supposed to lean more towards. Uh, siding with the AI in a way. Right. But then a part of me the whole time is thinking, but the AI dropped a nuke. You need to prove that did not happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> you need to prove that did not happen for me to to sympathize. And I did sympathize, but I, I kind of, I really liked the struggle that I had in this movie where I had a dilemma the entire time where I kind of support both sides on this. Right, you kind of want to, and they they show a lot of emotion. I mean, mm-hmm. even the main character. The one thing I loved about the main character is that they kept him somewhat grounded mm-hmm. to the point of even though he's on the AI side, they are still just AI. Yeah, you know, there's moments where he's like, you just turn this off. Like you can't fall in love with certain AIs, but at the end of the day, they it is just a, a robot. You know, the emotions are still there of what you felt for it, but it's not as real as when a human passes. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really cool mm-hmm. that they keep him a little level-headed there. Yeah, he was because th- this gentleman was also in Amsterdam. I think you mm-hmm. told me right, and he was in Tenant. And I, this was the most thrilling piece of media I've seen him in. Yeah, I was nervous. I told you before the movie that I, I was really nervous he was going to have a one-tone kind of attitude the whole time because mm-hmm. that's kind of how his character is in Amsterdam, and then same thing in Tenant. It's I mean Tenant. The whole thing is one tone. We need, I'm gonna get his. I'm gonna get his name because I don't like. I, I want to get his name. Hold yeah. on. Um, but this movie, he had a lot of depth. Yeah, he, he was really good. He killed it. This movie. Oh my goodness. 
What what is his name? John David Washington. John David Washington. John David Washington, you're a legend. And Maya was Gemma Chan. I thought she was. I wasn't sure. She was Gemma Chan. I didn't know that. All right. Yeah. That was that uh I already forgot his name. Mr. Washington. Mr. Washington. Mr. Washington. Yes. Mr. Washington. Mr. Washington. How he, are you? He was great. Honestly, like he had such great emotion. I think I teared up at one point. I no, I did tear up at one point in the movie. Yeah, you can admit it. This is a safe yeah, place. I, I started tearing up at one of the points and I, when he started talking about like loss and all that, I was like, dude, he's going in right now. He's tearing me apart. Mm-hmm. So it was good. Yeah, he Yeah, the acting in this movie was great. That said, I because I, I agree with you a bit that the storyline or like some of the things could have been a bit more fleshed out. But when you're trying to do a two hour sci-fi movie of an, of a completely original IP, mm-hmm. I give them credit that for what they for what time they had, I felt like they did a really good job. Yes. Like the stakes were so high. I understood it completely what was going on. Yeah. You had the moral dilemma throughout throughout, but it didn't feel like. I I was never confused. I felt like there were some points that felt rushed, but it didn't feel like something wasn't explained or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. There there are moments. The movie just felt like they were they were they they left it to where we can make more and go into explanation on things. Yeah. Like if this had been like a TV series, I think it would have been super good. Mm. I still think this movie was amazing. I loved it. I, yeah. I, like I want to watch another one. I want to go watch it again. I loved this movie. Yeah. Um, but I think that that that's comes with it. I don't necessarily think that that's a problem though, that there are some things not fully fleshed out because it makes me want more. Yeah. Like it gets me excited to learn more about this world. Mm-hmm. I think the only way that that turns into a complaint is if they make more movies and we never flesh that out. Yeah. Well, that's I, then when it becomes a complaint of like, Oh yeah, what, what are we doing? I got vibes of like, like Blade Runner. While I was watching the movie. Early, I thought of Detroit become human. <laughs> I thought of yeah. Detroit become human the whole time. Well, I think because like Blade Runner wasn't necessarily about like AI stuff, but it had that same kind of cyberpunk energy to it. Yeah. That 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 kind of atmosphere was hitting me the entire time. And so throughout the movie you're like, I don't really know what kind of world is this that we're looking at? And you're kind of experiencing it. it it's not being told to you, you're just experiencing it. And then you have a ton of questions about yeah. it, but they're not going to answer them because this is just the world. We don't have to explain all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. The world, I wanted to dive deeper into the world though. It was so cool. Like, yeah. I, I want to know what happened. Uh, my personal theory is that the military, the U S military got way too over ambitious on trying to turn a, uh, AI into army, like turn mm-hmm. them into soldiers. Yeah. Is what my theory is. They like, get way too over ambitious and they weren't using the actual uh, what's the creators? What do they call the creator? Nirmada. Nirmada. I think that they were taking AI that Nirmada had taken that had made and trying to reprogram them to militarize them, mm-hmm. and then realizing that that's not going to work and that's not what they were designed to do. So I think that's where the coding error comes in. That's my personal theory. Yeah. There's that's not a spoiler because they don't explain what happened, and I think that that sets it up for a great prequel. Yeah. Which would be really exciting, because that's an interesting fun story to me at least mm-hmm. just watching them trying to militarize AI and, and stuff like that. And it like the AI is fighting it back because it literally cannot do that. Yeah. I'd be cool. Well, again, I can't, the, the programming thing doesn't make sense to me. If they couldn't, if they couldn't fight, why could they drop a nuke? <laughs> why could they do, why could they do stuff at all? Well, that's why I think 
the U.S. military gets too overambitious and either overwrites coding or tries to create their own AI version of what exists, mm-hmm. and they're creating a totally separate code out of the same uh, material that the other ones are made of, if that makes sense. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Like they basically they took your car, they gutted it, and they're gonna rebuild it entirely mm-hmm. with their with with a Toyota. gun. Yeah, like your Toyota <laughs> Honda's gonna gut it, put in a Honda engine, and all that in mm-hmm. your Toyota. But yeah. It's the same build. Interesting. That's what I, that's my personal theory. Mm. I would love to have some sort of prequel and go into that. Cause I think that, yeah. that whole like first two minutes is interesting enough in itself to make a story. Yeah. Make a movie. Yeah. I would love more, more of this. This movie, this movie was great. I was, I think probably one of the most interesting things about this movie was I, the fact that they kind of went hard into talking about religion in this in this film about if if you are creating stuff that now has its own thoughts and emotions which we're i mean we're we are currently experiencing a year where we are starting to see ai on a much on a much lower level but happening in real life that compared the, to you know years ago it's scary I it's it, yeah we're in we're in a technological revolution still and it's only increasing them basing this in 2060 made me think wow that actually seems kind of realistic that we would have ai robots by then yeah like so the fact that they went they did not shy away from a really hard question to to talk about which is that what if you are creating stuff that can think and feel on its own is there is there a god for them like if you believe in god like is Mm-hmm. Are they under that purview at all? And that that was a really fascinating idea behind this entire movie. Because what what the movie then became to me was this was <laughs> this was the AI's modern version of Jesus coming. <laughs> was what it felt like of you brought in this innocent kid yeah. as the as the weapon who originally they were intending to have to kill in order to do this and in order to save them from nomad it's like is this their god what's happening here well i i I don't think that they were planning to use it as a kid i think they were were no they were waiting they wanted to wait until its range was crazy Mm -hmm. which is again another movie Uh, we keep going yeah like because that kid's gonna keep growing up Uh uh-huh we got to figure out what's gonna go on with this kid because eventually that kid can control the world Mm mm-hmm that's nuts I'm interested though. Do I spoil some of the ending? Can I spoil some of the ending? It's up. It's up to. It's up look, to you. I think. Look, they I, look at this point. If you're at this point, you just said. It. But if I you're at it. this point, go see the movie. If you're interested, <laughs> go see it. So I have another working theory. When we when we finally kill Nirmada, we find out that Nirmada is on life support, mm-hmm. and that is everybody in the world wants to find Nirmada. Everybody in the world's like, where the heck is Nirmada? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, when they finally find it, find Nirmada, they are on life support, but they can't pull the plug because the AIs can't pull yeah. that they cannot hurt their own creator. Mm-hmm. So that got me thinking, what if the AI aren't actually programmed to do violence? The only violence that they're allowed to use is to protect their creator. Is defense. Is to defend their creator, which mm-hmm. is why, because they never go, they never once show the AI going on the the offense. Mm-hmm. It's all defense. Yeah. They never, the only time they ever shoot back at humans is when humans are 
attacking them and raiding their village. And even then, I can't think of one moment where like they legit just shot and killed a human, like but because they, they had to. But they talk about that they want to they want to destroy uh, the nomad so that the the tide of the war can change. In order for the tide of the war to change, they have to go on the offensive. That's in the playbook. That's in the playbook. Only one big offensive move. But that's the thing is, I think the, the, I don't think that the point of killing the nomad was to then take over humanity. It was to get rid of the only thing that can actually stop AI is the nomad so that they can then hold the cards and say, look, we are more powerful and all we want is to live in peace with you. That's it. We can end you like that, <laughs> but we don't want to because mm -hmm. we, we are AI. We literally can think about how to live in peace with you. We've already calculated it. Well, I mean, I said it earlier, a result of AI thinking about world peace is also extinction. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wonder, that, that's also another working theory. I'm probably stupid for thinking it, but I think no? that's, for me personally, I like that idea of that they, the only reason that they're ever in uh, attack mode is because they're defending their creator. But then that makes an interesting setup for the future because then like, where do you go from here? What does the AI do? I just still, I can't fathom, because I like the theory, I can't. I can't join it though until something gets cleared up about the nuke thing. Yeah. The AI dropped a nuke. I think that is propaganda what the what the <laughs> one AI was saying to Joshua about well it was a coding error. Oh wait, was it was it someone had to click someone had to still hit the button, right? Yeah. Something had to happen. So I want more clarity on if they did drop a nuke or not. If they didn't, then Okay, now I could jump in on the theory. Well, maybe they were torturing uh, Nirmada because they thought that Nirmada was somebody else. Well, Nirmada was originally her dad, is what was said. Yeah. And, she, and her dad taught her everything that she knows. Ooh, another theory. Okay. Again, goes back to the robots being only on the defense. <laughs> is that they were torturing the dad to make militarized AI because they are not meant to be military used. Like have a military use because mm -hmm. the the first time any movie with AI made sense is that the the AI cannot kill its creator. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is so finally different. finally Holy an engineer cow. who thought about this. Everybody Holy we cow! See with AI, it's like I I didn't write in the safety protocol. I don't know. I just I just did it. This one was the first time anybody's ever been like, hey, I don't want to die to the AI. I want to control them always. They're going to worship me as their God mm -hmm. and they cannot harm me. Yeah. So no matter what happens, they will always listen to me. Yep. That's where I think. So with that theory, with that being uh, clearly stated is that I think the nuke happened because maybe they were in LA torturing the creator, trying to make him make military um, robots. Mm -hmm. And maybe they already succeeded. Maybe they already got him to make military grade robots. And he was like, the only way to stop it is we got to nuke all of LA because it's already out there. Maybe I don't know. These are huge. That's it's these are such theory. huge theories like, that you're proposing. All I know is that they need to get me in the writing room. All right, <laughs> right, right, right. They got to get me in the writing room because I got a lot of backstory theories to go with this, and I love, I love the idea that the storyline. Mm. Do I think that the storyline is a ten out of ten? No, I think there's a lot to be explored. Uh, that gets me excited. Yeah, I think they probably could have thrown in a little bit more. But that's fine. I mean, that's cool. They had to get the IP out. Yeah. That's what the movie kind of felt like at moments was that 
we just need to get this IP out, and if it's successful, we'll go into our backstory stuff. Yeah, because I'm. I mean, that's what they're always trying to do with a new with a new IP, right? Is they're hoping nowadays, yeah. They they're hoping we can make a universe out. It's not about sequels anymore. It's about a universe, which is why the thought of a prequel is an option. Or we do have a natural sequel after the movie too. Yeah. Like they. They want universes now, not especially with sci-fi or fantasy stuff. Yeah. That's all. That's all they're thinking about, which is frustrating. But also, if it works, that is also cool when it does happen. So yeah, this is one that I, if they did manage to make a whole bunch of stuff out of it, I would be super into this world and would love to learn more about it. I would too. I, that director is awesome. Yeah, this guy made Rogue One. It's the only other thing I know him for. I was just about to go into that. So uh, a lot of big topics around this movie and what I've been reading on the internet from a lot of articles and a lot of people have anticipated is that this is going to just be like a Rogue One clone. Because of the trailer, I mean, to be fair, the trailer does seem seem pretty futuristic, like Star Wars meets like Detroit Become Human. Like... (laughs) Literally, it was like, that's what I was reading. It was like, yeah. Even like, oh, we use AI for everything, but it's like a Star Wars world, so don't worry about it. Uh, I'd like to say, first and foremost, personally, I think that that director beat the allegations, mm-hmm. and that this movie is nothing like Rogue One. There's only maybe... Yeah. The allegation, you make him sound like he's on trial. Yeah. Well, he is. Everybody's so, everybody's so nervous, because they think, like, oh, he's the guy who made Rogue One. Personally, Rogue One is one of the best Star Wars movies of all time. Correct. Correct. Like, I would... I would I mean, it's hard to say. I'd probably put it top five for sure. I love I love Rogue One, bro. Rogue One's awesome. And to all you Rogue One haters out there, you either didn't see it all the way through or I, I don't know. I'll pray for you because I, I, I'll die on that hill. Rogue One is one of the best Star Wars movies. It's the best. It is guaranteed the best thing they've made in the last like 10, 15 years. Yeah. Out of all the new Star Wars stuff that they've done in the last 10 years or whatever, mm-hmm. it's better than anything that they've put out. I can't speak on the shows. I'm not going to go out out there for that. But from my understanding, don't the show. Don't attack the Clone Wars. Don't, don't attack animated shows. You can attack no, no, no. The I'm talking shows. about like the newer, the newer oh, ones, like right? The Boba Fett and the. The only one I gave. The only one I gave. Uh, some time to was the Mandalorian. I watched yeah. all of the first season. The thing with Star Wars though is that for me, I I always enjoyed it when I watched the first six movies as a kid. But there was a certain point where it's like, okay, we're done. Like the the, the opportunity for they needed to capitalize on the idea of the universe market rather than the sequel market v- much quicker than they did. Because then Marvel right. came in, actually did that, and then Star Wars was like, oh, I guess we could do that. That's a great idea. We do have an awesome world with a million books and a huge fandom. I guess we could explore every single planet we've ever come up with. Oh, that's a... Nah. Yeah. They needed to do that a lot earlier. Well, I, I think the biggest issue of why they didn't do it earlier is nobody really... Uh, enjoyed George Lucas like that because he wanted to go deeper into like midichlorians and all the weird parts of Star Wars aspect in his mind and everybody was like nah shut, shut that down real quick just give me the freaking Yoda doing backflips bro shut up <laughs> yeah so but it, I th- it's a I, bit too late like because you're right because it is too late because now all the stuff that comes out doesn't have George Lucas involved well you know the thing is is for the because they still have a huge fandom that's going to die on the hill of they're going to watch every single thing that comes out yeah. and more power to more power to you if you're one of them for a guy like me who I was watching I watched the new movies casually I was trying to keep up with it casually they lost me 
They yeah, lost me very they early. Back so hard on those movies. Yeah, the shows were fine. I, I mean, the shows were good, but I still think Rogue One's better than all of the shows. Rogue combined. One was probably my, probably the one piece of Star Wars media that I enjoyed the most. There's only one Darth Vader moment that's better than the end of Rogue One, but the Rogue One ending where Darth Vader just comes through and he's just slinging sword. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, the only moment that's better than that. Is in the video game the uh, the one that just came out recently? Oh, I haven't played any of the any of these uh, Jedi ones. Yeah, Fallen Order. Fallen oh, Order. My goodness. Have bro. you been playing? Have you been playing it? I didn't play the second one, but the first Fallen Order, dude. The ending to that game is insane. I literally might called my buddy over to the house because he told me he said when you get to the last level, call me. And he he and his wife drove over at like ten at night. And they just cozied up on the couch, and he's like, "Good." I was like, "You got to go play it." He's like, "No, I I gotta watch it. I gotta see this. It's amazing, bro. Darth Vader just goes so hard. Really? He just busts out of nowhere, and he just starts, and then he just takes one of the girls who's a main character in the storyline, and she's like, "Oh, remember me, Darth? I used to be one of your apprentices." And he just goes, "Whoop!" <laughs> just flings her off. It's awesome, bro. Goodbye. Oh, the movie is, I'll show you the video after this. It's I yeah, so I've, good. I've heard that that game is good. I've never I've never played. It. I've watched like none of it. Those games are great. That first game was awesome. I've heard the second one's really good as well. It just didn't feel it wasn't as exciting as people thought it would be. They thought it, they'd open the world more. That's always that's always the the thing. That's always the thing. We want yeah. more world. We just want open world games, that's all. I don't. I don't want that. I am so against all the open world games. Stop taking up all of my time with exploration. I love it. Stop. I'm an exploration kind of guy. No, I can't. No, dude, it's such a deterrent for me with games now. I still haven't played uh, the new Zelda game, Tears of the Kingdom, because I know it's going to take me a hundred hours to go through and I'm going to have, I am going to have so much fun. That's not the issue. The problem is time and I'm an adult and I can't dedicate all the time I want to. And that hundred hours will take months and I'll be obsessed. Every free, every free moment I have, I will try to play the game and I can't do that. (laughs) See, I'm the exact same way, but then throw a kid in the mix. Yeah. It'll be even longer. It's going to take me so long. It's not happening. I mean, I've been trying to finish Mario Odyssey for like the last like month and a half. And it's because I, <laughs> I don't. I thought you I beat really, Odyssey though. No, I beat the game. I remember I'm coming back for the moons. Yes. Okay. But yeah. I've yeah. been taking so long because I only play like a few hours here and there. Yeah. It's just like I'm watching my kid. I remember, I'd rather watch my kid grow up than play Mario. I remember. What a wholesome thing to say. <laughs> oh, I remember uh, the first time this happened though with open world games was like 2017 or 2018. I was still in college. And that was when like the idea of I can't dedicate all my free time to games started mm-hmm. happening to me. And I remember I was still on my Xbox and the yeah, may it rest in peace. And it had a, what was it? They released like all of the newest Dragon Age game, Dragon Age Inquisition with all the DLC for like five bucks. And I bought it mm. and it was so much it took forever to download and then I beat the tutorial I get into the game and I remember opening the mini map to look at everything I had to do and I remember getting so anxious yep. <laughs> and I I closed the map I then cl- turned off the Xbox and then I never played the game again <laughs> I just it I it's such a time it's such a a time time pit I can't do that anymore 
That's why I like games like I like playing little Pokemon challenges on my own because that that doesn't take up nearly as much time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I get it. Open world games are hard. I uh, the other day Carissa had sent me something from her like employee um Craigslist channel that they have okay. at work. And somebody was selling Xbox 360 games, which I thought in the year 2023 posting your Xbox 360 games in your works like Slack channel is so odd. That's 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 interesting. That's a mom move. That is uh-huh. definitely like a my kids have, oh my kids got older and they went off to college. So I'm just clearing out stuff. I, I don't yeah. know. It turns out that that person definitely was like trying to sell these games for the form of nostalgia because she asked me, she sent me the picture and I was oh, I was like, oh, Fable's in there. Buy Fable. I, yeah, it's probably like 2 bucks. Yeah. Get Fable. I'll play that. That sounds awesome. I want to go kill some chickens. Mm-hmm. He's doing a little bit. She said, yeah, they're posting it for $10. I said, bro, <laughs> tell them tell them to go away. They'll never <laughs> come back. $10 for an Xbox 360 game is not worth in the slightest, okay? Not tell anymore. Tell them to get out of here. Never cu- quit their job. Move to a different state. You're not selling an Xbox 360 game for $10, okay? <laughs> get out. <laughs> I could just go download it on my PC. I could probably find Fable for cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yes. I could just get it for free. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give away anyway, I mean, my methods, but for those of you out there that know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, that's all we got. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Art. That's more of a, that would be more of a, if you want, if you're like a collector of discs now, or like the yeah, actual hard. That, that definitely was the vibe I got from that person was like, oh, this isn't just somebody's mom who's just trying to clear out their stuff. This is, this is just somebody who thinks that these are collectors now. Yeah. Because I did turn, I, I almost did get it, but $10, I can't do that. No, no. I did plug in my 360 the other day, though. I'm playing, you saw it. What are you, pl- what are you playing? Were you there, were you not there when we played the other day? I was, I was. We th- played, uh, we played some Worms on there. Oh, yes, we did play Worms, we yes. Worms there, I yeah. forgot we did that. I think yeah. we were all very tired by that oh, point we started great. playing. I, I miss Worms, that's great. Game. I thought we only had played Jackbox that evening. No, we played Worms at the end of the night, uh. <laughs> I got this game called Gun. I used to play it a lot as a kid. I played it so I've played through that game so many times. For those of you that know the game Gun, it's a Western shooter. I have no idea it's what this amazing, is. Amazing, bro! It's one of it's one of my favorite games. Gun. Gun. It's just gun. It's just gun. The whole point is, is you you uh, you you basically, it's like the cowboy you know Western theme, mm-hmm. and people are trying to move into the more like native american land but your home is at the native american land okay so you're trying to like bridge the gap and trying to stop these corrupt politicians from taking over more land okay so there's points where you're helping out and trying to kill the the native americans and there's a point where you switch sides and you go and help the native americans and stuff like that it's fun (laughs) okay it's a lot of fun bro there's a lot going on in that i have no idea that's so much you just tried to pack into that the game was great because if you shot somebody in the head it popped and it was the coolest thing as a kid. Oh I was my like, god! This is the greatest game. We played some messed up games when we were kids, bro. <laughs> I know. The best part too is like my dad let me play that game, but the only game I was banned from ever playing was GTA. I was never allowed to play GTA growing up. I, I managed to make GTA happen. I I knew I was banned from playing that, but GTA Five. Oh my gosh, this is such a funny story, bro. Because I I knew GTA Five was coming out. And my parents did not want me playing GTA, but I wanted to. Of course. And I was going to. I don't know what happened to me this one year. I was like, I'm going to do this at all costs. I know I know how to do this. So what I did, and my mom knows this. She listened to the show, and she thinks it's a funny story now. Uh, I, 
at the time I I had the game Army of Two. I don't know if you know that game. It's a random shooter game. Yeah. Yeah, and I want I decided to order the sequel. And I asked my mom if I could buy it off Amazon, off Army her account. Two two. Mm-hmm. Army of Two Two, the Great Two. And she was like, Yeah, sure. So I order it. So she has an email to show that. And she knows something's coming for me. I then cancel it because I also know my mom was not checking her email for these for these orders. I cancel it. I then instead pre-order GTA five. And I'm like, yeah. I'm just gonna go for it. I'm gonna go for it. Yeah. And if she calls me out on it, I'll say, but you said I could. And just gaslight her into thinking that I <laughs> this was the game that said. But, but the other option. Oh, gaslighting your mom here. I remember these days. <laughs> I remember that. I could just go into it and try to gaslight her. Yeah. And maybe it will work. And if, if, but the other option, which did happen, is that she didn't know. And instead, I remember being in my room playing games, and my mom opens the door and is like, hey, your game came. And it's in a package. So it's unopened. And she hands it to me. So she handed me GTA 5. And I was like, cool. I'm also going over to Colton's tonight <laughs> with the game. And we had a huge party over at Colton's place. Oh, that's the best. Of all of us playing GTA 5. Because I was the cool kid who managed to make it happen. Thank you, Mom. That's great. Bro. I was totally ready to try and gaslight her. I don't know what happened to me for a moment. Yeah, GTA 5, I was definitely old enough to play. My parents didn't care at that point. So that one I just straight <laughs> bought. I think I, yeah. I was probably when did that? Oh, I think I was working by that. point. It came out 2013, I think, originally. Yeah, yeah I was already working like a job by then, so I, my parents did not care what I did. So I was still 15 at that point. Yeah. So my parents were still a little bit. They were starting to loosen up on stuff, but they, that game in particular, they're not going to be fond of. I do remember like a year or two later. 15 is an awkward phase because like 16, yeah, he's getting older. Yeah. We can just, 15, he's got like another year. Yeah. 14? Eh, no, that's nah, a kid. probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm. 13? Nah. But I remember like a year or two later, my dad walking in while I was playing GTA. And he didn't say anything. He would do this all the time when I was playing games. He would come in, he'd just sit on the couch with me, and then just watch me play for a little bit. And I was doing that. It's two years have passed since I've had the game now. And they never knew. And I'm playing. And at the bottom of the screen, whatever mission I'm doing, it says, get the meth. And... <laughs> My dad reads that, and he says that. He's like, get the meth. And he's like, does mom know you have this game? And I'm like, yeah, she gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, she did. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah. And then she's like, cool, great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, me and GTA, bro. I made it happen. I love that That's game. That's the best. Yeah. Those are the days. I yeah. kid. Yeah, we saw a movie. The creator. <laughs> <laughs> Middle of the episode tangent. Yeah, that that's that's part for the course now with every episode it seems. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, same, I love it. Um I think the the best part of the creator is for sure the cinematography. Okay. I think that there were some just gorgeous shots. You know, like when they're doing their aerial and they're showing the big scanny thing, it's targeting. <laughs> kind of weird. The big, the big, uh, <laughs> the big, okay. you know, the big checkout at the end. But like everything that they were showing, I was like, wow, this looks beautiful. It gave me that. I had that same sense when we were watching Avatar. Just watching. Yeah. Like, Whoa, this looks so cool. And, and the CGI, 
Man, the CGI Everything looked good. dope in this movie. The CGI was on it. Whoever's doing the CGI here, you Marvel, you need to you need to slow down production mm-hmm. and these guys cuz they're doing it right. It was real it was so fun. They but- made they made the droid look so much better than any Star Wars droid. The, the suicide bomber droid, he was <laughs> yep. so cool. <laughs> that was just a big a big trash can though running down the bridge. That thing was awesome. Now I do have to say that Nomad, the huge super weapon that the US has that they built and poured trillions of dollars into. Now it looks super cool. And when the blue rays are going over the land and oh. looking for its target, looks Beautiful. really cool. And the water, oh. Oh, of course, we love water here. In our in our yeah. home, we love water. I'm a water main. He is a water main. But that said, I could not get over how stupid of an idea it is to have your trillion dollar system broadcast the strike coordinates of anywhere you're about to shoot <laughs> at all times you could see you could see nomad from miles away and it's coming towards you we all need to go we can see it why is it visible why is it below the clouds dude they're just trying to they're, the, look david they said what kind of super space station weapon could we create that's the most american thing possible You'll always see it coming. <laughs> F yeah, America, baby. <laughs> well, I got like I got like predator missile vibes yeah. from it, from like what we've actually experienced with like the Middle East and all that. Yeah. That was the vibe that the that the weapon gave me. That said, in real life, they don't have the it visible. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It is kind of silly. It it just it was really just for visual effect. It really was. Look, it looked super cool. It did, but also, like, man, it got really cool. But then you're kind of you're watching. You're like, the fact that I can see it is kind of like, why can I see it? It shouldn't be visible at all. You pour the trillion dollars into it. It should be invisible. It should not exist. Oh, it's but just it gone. So but cool. then you and then you see the curtain of blue, and you're like, what a dumb idea <laughs> to make yeah. sure everyone can see where I'm shooting at. When at the end of the movie, you can see that they don't need to do that. But it looked so cool. I, I know it did. <laughs> That's another thing. Maybe they'll expand into that if they did a prequel. I, I really do think a prequel is needed for this. I think they're obviously they're going to do a second movie and then maybe a prequel. Mm-hmm. I would love maybe even just like a limited series prequel explaining everything going on. I don't on. think they're giving us a prequel. I don't think they will either. I really. This needs to be a billion dollar franchise for them to think I, about doing a prequel. I really hope this movie does well because mm-hmm. I want more. Like I want to know more of how we got to this scenario and what the writers thought to get there. Yeah. I really loved it. Yeah. I want more of it. I think they're going to try and do a sequel because the I think the natural thing that happens is we follow that character, uh, the the child, yeah. who becomes a leader, oh, and now we watch him. Like take on the uh, world It's a her I'm sorry her yes It's Alfie the girl I'm sorry yes her You're right you're right No I mean I see your confusion though It's just a bald kid so <laughs> It's kind of hard to tell Yeah uh, she, she was like five It's fine uh, yeah. But that Yeah I don't think we're getting a prequel It has to hit a, a billion freaking dollars For yeah. them to do that, that, that Which act- maybe That actress was pretty good too The child actor I mean that was There was a lot of good acting in there um, The only the only times the acting ever fell off was when they were in like uh, the tribes of the AI, like the the guy who imprisoned Joshua. Mm-hmm. That actor, it was very off. 
everything about him was just always like he was always on, you know. Even when he's trying to explain, you know, what was going on, he's like, "You people, you're trying to kill us." And he's talking to the girls like, "You're the girl that's gonna save us." Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, okay, I see what you mean. It was one all tone. He was one, one tone. tone the whole time, and it was go, and it was like go away. I mean, I feel like. Because I also got, like, Vietnam War vibes from this. <laughs> and honestly, like, I don't think that's a far-off kind of personality that some people in the midst of war might have. Yeah, I guess. Of, like... But, yeah, as an act, uh, from an acting standpoint, because it was a film. Like, yeah, kind of one note on him. And then, he, and then he died, got a big old hole blasted in him. Huge. Biggest hole any AI has in the movie... Because when they when they shoot the AI, it's like a big hole in them and they die. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this guy, he got the biggest hole out of any yep. AI. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he just stands just gets back up. up and walks away. Yeah, apparently, don't know how that happened. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't either. I, I don't know if maybe the kid brought it. I thought that that's what they were gonna lead to was that the kid could bring the AI back. That's what I thought they were alluding yeah. to as well. But they but never that, really touched on that, so I'm assuming that that's not what they meant. Which, if that is the case. I'm even my theory of him being the AI Jesus is even more on point. Scary AI Jesus. That was cool. They were all like worshiping like their creator, which yeah. kind of makes sense. I mean, it's AI. It's a form of new race. I know? just thought it was very interesting, like re- like religious architecture and buildings and hi- throughout history is something I actually am really fascinated by. Uh, so when they were showing like temples Mm -hmm. that the AI has built with the thought of religion, whatever religion looks like for them, where like instead of people in prayer positions, it's robots and they were different designs of robots too. Yeah. Depending on what iteration they were. That was really fascinating to me to see that that's what's carved into the walls in this architecture. Yeah, it was kind of like, uh, you can definitely tell that the creator who created it, these AI robots was a Buddhist or had Buddhist mentality because that's exactly what their their whole religious aspect was. Was It wasn't necessarily that when we, the AI, die or move on, we go to a higher power. It's that we want to find inner peace in ourselves. Yeah, but they were talking about heaven so much in this movie, though. Well, that's what. Well, that was what they were trying to differentiate. Is that when the human die, you go to heaven. When we die, nothing. We turn off. Yeah, but even then, the 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 kid is very determined about. I want to go to heaven. That's yeah. all I want is to go to heaven. They don't bring up if they are supposedly Buddhist about it. Ah! <laughs> well, that was a thing, huh? Yeah, you know what? You know what? I didn't like the. I actually don't like architecture, to be honest. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know. You know what's great? I have more to say about it, but you know what? For some reason, I'm gonna choose not to, not to go into it. Good. Don't. Uh, as if, you know, maybe there's like a storage issue and I, maybe I'm be, being told not to. Okay. So Take that as, a as if there's a technical difficulty. And so maybe we should just wrap up the show. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the case. Okay. I could go on and on. I could go on and on. We could have made, we could have got the whole tangent. Out I could have, because I have a lot to say about that. We the, were going to do such a huge tangent. And you know what? Maybe we did. Maybe we did do the tangent. But I'm not going to. As if, <laughs> as if we had a technical difficulty. As if. 
So you know what? Just bring it. Just get the banana meter. Let's just bring get the, just bring bring the banana yeah. meter. Where do you keep them? Uh, they they are all. There. I luckily have a closet over there, and so they're just chilling in there waiting. Oh, no, no. Yep, they kind of just. Oh, no, no. I've been training them with the new house with the carpet. They're yeah. not allowed to walk that much. So only one of them. They have to hand the. Yep, just hand the banana meter down the line. Just put it there. Put it yep, there. put it down. Get back in. Get back in. They're like super nervous. They're kind of like they they're like anxious. They're trying to get used to the space. Yeah, well, I've had to. You know, I've learned a lot over the past year with them. So I'm in the new house. I'm trying to train them to be a lot better, and they're doing great so far. Yep, close the door. Go ahead, close the door. I'll get you guys later. It's fine. Yeah, you'll get food later. Bye bye. Okay, cool. You want to go first? Uh, no, start it off. Okay, I'll, 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 all right. All right, I'll go first. As if we had... Okay. Uh, I really like this movie. I think sci-fi in general, I'm a sucker for if they do a good job of actually giving me a world that they start to flesh out. Like, start to. Yeah. Because I, I actually... Re- I enjoy having the questions. Right. My biggest hope is that they continue doing like make some more like make a trilogy out of this would, would be more. phenomenal of i i would love that so i really enjoyed this movie for everything we talked about and it made me it made me think i really think the religious side of it that they went into was probably the most fascinating type of sci-fi to go into with this concept because i've never seen that in regards to ai before in a yeah. movie uh so for me i'm gonna give it a yeah, I'll give it a 95. Mm. I really liked this movie. You made a good choice on this uh, movie. Yeah. Yeah, I had high hopes for this movie. I mean, personally, when I saw that, I think for a lot of people, the turnoff was that it's the director of Rogue One. So it was kind of like, you know, oh, is this going to be just another Star Wars movie? Because they were really mm-hmm. promoting that part of it. Of This is the guy that made Rogue One. Yeah. Um, I had high hopes, personally, going into it, and I and I'm very satisfied with how it turned out. I love the way they structured the movie, you know, where they put up the title cards and everything. I've really liked that. I think the story just needs to be dived into more. It's a story that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some corny moments, some corny writing in there. Yeah. For all of that, and you know, intended, you know, I, I really like the sci-fi aspect and going into all that more than the love story of it, to be honest. And I think yeah. they were trying to push on some of the love stuff a little bit. Uh, but for me, I'm going to give it like a 93. Okay. Uh, that That's just personally because I think that there are just a few things about it. This is like one of the first three movies where I felt really critical about. Yeah. Because I really enjoyed the concept and I really loved the idea of the movie. Mm-hmm. That there are moments where I'm like, bro, this is kind of corny. And this is kind of weird. Or like uh-huh. more explanation of this. Yeah. And I think that that... So I don't think that that 93 is necessarily me, you know, going lower than you because it's bad. I think that my expectations, I know that they can do more. Mm-hmm. I know that they could do so much more, and I am excited for more movies to come out because I want that score to just keep going up. Yeah, so. I think I think this score could be dynamic depending on if they actually do put out more of yeah. this IP. Yeah, yeah, this this could be the start to a great series in my mind, mm-hmm. and, and I'm bummed how it ended only because I really like Mr. Washington. <laughs> I think he's a great actor, and I think he was a great choice for this movie. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm bummed I won't be seeing more of him. Yeah, but I loved him. He was so good. He was really solid. I I he did really good in this film. Yeah. I loved he it. He killed it. He yeah. killed it. And honestly, I would have loved to have seen because he's the one of the only people that gets it like to bridge the gap between AI and humanity. So it's just I loved his acting and he had such good depth. 
So really carried the kid along because if the kid was the only, you know, you're not going to watch a movie where the kid's the main actor. That's always mm-hmm. boring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a review. That's it. If you want to listen to our uh, theology debate, um, <laughs> no, maybe, we didn't. Maybe we'll put out. We didn't have that. <laughs> we didn't talk about it. Okay, because the, the we they as if there were a technical if issue. The we AI. didn't talk about it. Okay, the AI shut it down. Okay, we had a whole tangent and then noticed that things weren't doing so well on the camera. So that's fine. Whoops. Whoops. That's fine. It's our show, not yours. If you want to have a discussion about the religious aspect of this movie, hit us up on uh, no. one of our socials on Straight Dude Date Night, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. Maybe I'll make a post. Debate down below. No, we're not having debates. I love it. Just, if you're going to debate with us, just have a brain cell, please. Because most people trying to debate with us on the internet have less than one brain cell dude that's the that's the shorts mentality though of when when we put out the shorts the people who watch that maybe you do and you're not like this and i'm sorry but the majority of people who who watch them are they have actual brain rot that's just a fact yeah i know i love it it. yeah it's something else uh, but yeah, like he said, all the socials, if you also want to leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, yeah. that would be great. That would be Pog. That'll help with the technical difficulties. Yeah, maybe you'll get that the rest of the you'll get the rest of that uh, discussion that we had. Uh, and also tell a friend. Tell a friend, subscribe on YouTube, leave a comment, leave a like. Like, uh, subscribe, all of it. All of it. And we appreciate that you watch this show. Uh yeah. That's it, I think. AI. AI it's scary and it needs to be regulated. And the fact that we are just now having discussions of the regulations means we're already too late. Leave, it's literally too late. Leave a comment down below about all the laws and regulations that you think should be implemented to prevent this type of look, AI uprising from happening. Look, don't you have to be worried about the AI? You it's have coming to. for all of us. It is. It's gonna happen 